0: Welcome to the podcast of Broadway Baptist Church in Lexington, Kentucky, and the preaching of Pastor Daniel Osborne, a biblical church centered on Christ. Uh, Second Kings chapter 7, beginning from verse 3, right down to 11. 2 Kings uh, 7, 3 to 11, I'm reading from the KGV. There were four leprous men at the entering into the gate. And they said one to another, Why sit we here until we die? If we say we will enter into the city, then the famine is in the city, and we shall die there. And if we sit still here, we also we die also. Now therefore come and let us fall unto the host of the Syrians. If they, have, if they save us alive, <laughs> we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall but die. Verse 5. And they rose up in the twilight to go unto the camp of the Syrians. And when they were come to the uttermost part of the camp of Syrian, behold, there was no man there. For the Lord had made the host of the Syrians to bear noise of chariots and the noise of horses, even the, even the noise of a great host. And they said one to another, Lo, the king of Israel had hired against us the kings of the Hethites and the kings of the Egyptians to come upon us. Wherefore they arose and fled in the twilight, and left their tents and their horses and their houses, even the camp as it was, and fled their life. And fled for their life. Verse eight. And when these lepers came to the uttermost part of the camp, they went into the tent and did eat and drink and carried then silver and gold and raiment and went and hid it. And came again and entered into another tent and carried thence also. And went and hid it, verse nine. Then they said one to another, "We do not do well. This day is a day of good tidings, and we hold our peace. If we tarry till the morning light, some mischief will come upon us. Now, therefore, come that we may go to the, go and tell the king's household." So they came and called unto the porter of the city, and they told him, saying, "We have, uh, we came to the camp of Syrians, and behold, there was no man there." Neither voice of man but horses tied, and asses tied, and the tents as they were. And verse 11, and he called the porters, and they told it to the king's house within. Father, thank you so much for your word. This vessel needs you. Pass through me, God, to minister to your people what you intended for your people. Holy Father, may you speak to them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, the topic, actually, I usually don't have to make topics, but for some reason, I was uh, challenged to come up with a topic because, actually, this message is to encourage. We live in a world today, the topic, actually, is why sit we here until we die? Why sit we here until we die? We live in the most challenging times. In the times when... The pressure of the world is really hitting hard on us. When I say on us, it's probably Christians. And to this effect, there are so many people who just feel that they are worthless, given the challenges of the prevailing time. There are some people who feel that their voices cannot be heard. There are some people who feel that, no, they don't have the app to be able to influence others when it comes to the things of the Lord. There are so many people that because of all the challenges that we have in the world today, They have just decided to build a little tiny box and just limit themselves within the box. They say, Well, this is my destiny. Well, let me just hang around and do what I can do right here. And when my own time comes, then I will go. But I'm here actually this evening to encourage each one and uh, each one and each and every one of us this evening that if you find yourself in that position, just know that God can still use anybody. God can use the rejected just like He can use the most influential. God is God. Never ever beat yourself up and feel that you are useless, that you are good for nothing, that you you don't have anything to do and also never ever allow the world, when I say the world, I mean the devil, to ever tell that you are good for nothing. No. When the world rejects you, when the world turns their back from you, when the world says that you are no good, you are nothing, turn and look at the world with all the courage and with all the boldness that I serve a God who is more than the world. So therefore, I depend on what God says about me and not what the world says about me. Come over, try to learn to overcome labelings. Okay, learn to as a Christian learn every day to overcome labelings because if we don't speak out who we are every day, then we will give in to the dictates of the world. Before this place, let me give a short background. Before this place, actually, Samaria actually was going through a very difficult times. There was famine, no food, food shortages, and and things were so hard. Things were so hard, so much so that there was people were eating up their children. As a matter of fact, if you go from verse uh, uh, somewhere in verse uh, verse twenty-four uh, from from chapter six, and you read down from verse twenty-four, go down, you will see that things got so bad, so much so that there was there were some two women who agreed they slaughtered. One baby, one day agreed that let's kill our child, today let's kill mine, and we eat that tomorrow we'll kill your own. And it came, it was so bad, so that people were getting and eating up their baby because the famine in Samaria during this time was so bad. Not only so, but even though it was so bad, the Syrian king called Ben Hadab, I want to pronounce the name well, well. Ben the Syrian king, he rallied up his people, came now and besieged the little town of Samaria. So making things very, very worse. Now, not only you are going through hardship because of food and going through hardship because of uh, economic difficulties, but you are under siege by another foreign nation and suppresses you so you don't have nothing. This is actually what was going on during this time. And when we pick up uh, in verse, verse uh, verse, we go to chapter 7, Chapter 7, the two verses actually tells us how the Lord actually sent prophet uh, Elisha uh, to give a prophecy, to make a prophecy about the end of, of the crisis of the famine that was, that was happening in the, in the city of Samaria. Then when we jump now and go to, uh, to verse 3, actually verse 3 is where my, my focus is, which I want all of us to see. There were some four lepers, people who were infested with skin diseases, leprosy. And during this time, the culture, when, when when you are infested with such kind of disease, you they don't nobody wants you in the society. You are rejected. You don't go closer to anybody because they put you somewhere for quarantine. You don't have to do with nothing with anybody. So this is a situation where these four lepers they found themselves in. A leper during this time is considered to be an outcast. Nobody can come closer to you. They were beggars. They were really infested with skin disease, all kinds of skin, skin diseases whereby Going closer to people, it was like, it smells. So they were, actually their presence was really inconvenient to other people. You know, they were, they were rejected. They were despair. They had no voice. Nobody could even listen to them. So this was, they were beggars. Now, they were sitting now at the, at, the, at the entrance of the gate. Because they don't want them downtown in the city, so they came now and just sat them at the entrance of the gate. Now, I use these four lepers lepers because I want to pivot on this because most of us Christians, we find ourselves in a situation that we feel that we are desperate. We feel in our families that maybe our family members have really rejected us. Maybe we are nobody. Maybe we are not that influential. We come in a church like this. Maybe we feel that, no, who knows me? Who cares about me? So let me just sit in my own little corner. Actually, nobody can hear me. Well, I want to say here that everybody is made in God's own image. And as long as anyone is being made in God's own image, God has a plan for you in this world. Whether the society approves you to be that influential person or not, just like the four lepers, God can still use you. As a matter of fact, God has a plan for you. So if you find yourself in such a situation, please don't give up. I pray and I pray that no one should ever find his or herself in such a predicament, just like the four lepers. But who knows, if someday something happens, please, never ever give up because God has the final say. Now let's see what happened now. The Bible says that, And there were four leprous men at the entering into the gate. And they said one to another, Why sit we here until we die? They have been sitting in the same spot for so long. And they have been sitting there for so long, nothing is not getting better either. Conditions are not getting better for them. And they have been sitting on the same spot over and over and over and over. And nobody cared less about them. Nobody even cared who they were. Nobody even cared to go closer to them. And down in the city of Samaria, things were not even getting better. Now, if things were not getting better to those who were considered to be the real people who were healthy and everything, and, 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 and who were healthy, if things were not getting better for them, how more of them who were even in quarantine, who were infested with leprosy, and they came, it, it came to their mind, they, they challenged themselves, why do we sit here and die? That's our topic this evening. You who have been going through a lot, you who have been thinking that no, it is all gone. You have been thinking and thinking that maybe you have been praying and praying or trusting God for one thing or the other and sometimes you, you even feel like you, you, you lost hope. There is a moment that you have to stand on your feet and challenge yourself just like the four lepers. Why sit here and die? Brothers and sisters, there should come one time in your life where you must take a step of faith. These people, look at what they said in verse 4. Verse 4 says that if we say we will enter into the city, then the famine is in the city. If we shall die there, no, and we shall die there. And if we sit still here, we also die. Now therefore come and let us fall unto the hosts of the Syrians. If they save us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall die. What a terrible and terrible and terrible state to find yourself. He mentioned, they mentioned here the Syrians. The Syrian army was very powerful. The Syrian army was well trained. They, 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 were, they were fearful. So these people in their predicament, they decided to choose now to go toward the direction of the Syrian army. It's funny because they were the ones actually who besieged Samaria. Why would you turn and face the enemy and you feel that you want to be at the mercy of the enemy? These people, they knew that if they go in front, they go to Samaria, they will still die. If they stay where they are, they will still die. If they turn and even go to the Samaritan, to the, to, the, to the Syrian army, they will still die. So, to them, it was like, let's gamble. This is a gamble. Because after all, every direction that we go, we are still going to die. But listen, this is, listen. see what the Lord did here. And verse 5 says that, and they rose up in the twilight, go unto the camp of the Syrians, and when they saw, and they were uh, come to the uttermost part of the camp of Syria, behold, there was no man there, nobody there. So they left now and took in faith. They measured their situation, they said, well, we are good for nothing people. After all, there is famine down there, downtown. If we go there, we'll see that. If we stay, we'll see that after all. Well, maybe let, we, let us turn and go to the city and then. let our life now be at the mercy of the enemy. So they turned now and went. And when they went now into the camp, they found out something. They discovered something. That there was no trace of every human being in that camp. I love the faith of these people. I love the decision of these people. I love the action of these people. Christians, sometimes when we pray, 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 and pray, there got to be a time for us to move. there got to be a time in your life when you have to take action. Got, because, you know, the Bible tells us faith without work is what? It's dead. These people, they never knew what their future holds. All they knew was they were going to die. But there was this something that came in their gut that really motivated and moved them up. And they said, Why do we have to sit here and die here? So they realized that they had some, they still have some options. Even though they were the lowest class of people, even though they were the least chosen, even though they were the least considered for any kind of favor, they still have some hope. They still believed in themselves. They believed that they could be locked somewhere. Well, the scripture, this passage did not tell us if these this, 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 uh, four lepers are actually Christian or not. But in, 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 in the context of believers, listen, not only do we have that hope, not only do we have that strength, but we have the promises according to the word of God that God says that he will never abandon you, he will never forsake you. So never ever you feel that hope is lost. Never you ever feel that no, all is finished with you. Never feel that you are a good for nothing because the God that you are serving is bigger than the problems that you have. So these people, they took their action. They left and they went forward. So we see in verse 3 a desperate flight. That is people, and in verse 4, a courageous adventure. They took this courage now and then they went. And as they went now with this courage, they discovered something. And when they, they saw that... Uh, 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 there were nobody, no the Syrian army. They were not there. Now, in verse 5, we're going to see a great discovery in verse 5. Verse 5 says that, and they rose up in the twilight, uh, verse 6 goes, it says that, for the Lord, this is what the Lord has done. You see, when you depend on yourself, forgetting about the Lord, you see, when, when the world actually forgets about you, when the world feels that you are nothing, when the world feels that and call you all kinds of names and, and give you all kinds of labels, God still has your back. God still have your back. God still is there, and he will call your name when the time comes. Because, listen, look at what the Lord did here in verse 6. Verse 6 tells us that, For the Lord had made the host of the, of the Syrians uh, to hear a noise of chariots, and a noise of horses, even the noise of a great host. And they said one to another, Lo, the king of Israel had hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to come upon us. This is similar with the, with, this is it, it actually similar with that of King Jehoshaphat, where they, were, they, they, they stood, when you go to chapter 20 of the second Kings, where Jehoshaphat actually, he, he was faced with a situation where there was, there was a, 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 an allied forces of different the Hittites and all those kind of countries. They come now, they came against him. So he, he, he trusted the Lord and, and the Lord did it for him and the Lord positioned him and told him what to do. So what I'm saying here is that, listen, when the world rejects you, God has not rejected you yet. When the Lord turns your back from you, just know that God still loves you regardless of your situation. Never, 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 ever feel that when you are sick or when you have some difficulties going on and, and you've been praying for something and God has not answered, that means that God is not listening or God is not uh, 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 answering you. No, no, no. God still cares. God still loves you. Now look at these people. These were lepers. These were people that they were outcasts. These are people that nobody even cared about. These are people that everything left for them was dead. And the time came when they had this gut feeling within them. If these people that we don't know if they were Christians or not to come to this point and build a up with, with this gut feeling and say we need to do something. How more of us Christians that we have God on our side, we have Jesus on our side, we have the Holy Spirit on our side. Do you think that if we decide as a church to pray and fast for the transformation and revival of this city, that God would not hear us? Do you think that if we rally together and cry unto the Lord and pray to, to change the life of one family member, that God will not hear us? Never, ever give up. God will do it. And he will do it at his time. These people just took, a, they just took an, an action, this courageous action. And they went, they moved forward, and they discovered something. Now, remember these are people that even in Samaria, they were, they were not considered to be anything that rejected the ones that were rejected. Now, God is using them now to open the eyes of the Samarians that God has already done what the prophet prophesied. Amen? This is a God that we serve. This is a God that we serve. My encouragement to you all is that no matter what your situation is, no matter what difficulties you are going on, Family members, let them reject you. Let them say whatever they want to say. Let the world turn their back from you and give you all names and reject you. But don't you ever, ever feel that God has forgotten about you. If God met the desires of the leopards who were really hungry, then I think that God can also meet our needs. Amen? He's a faithful God. So let's see as it goes forward now. From verse 8, it says a personal satisfaction. Now, they went now in verse 8. Verse 8 says that, And when these lepers came to the uttermost part of the camp, they went into the tent and did eat and carried then silver and gold and raiment and went and hid it and came again and entered into another tent and carried thence also and went and hid it. Wow, like imagine that you've been starving for who knows how long they've been. And not only were they starving and being hungry, but also their life was at stake because... Everything that they left for them was just dead. And because they took off this this step of faith, and they said, let us go, now let's allow our lives now the mercy of the Syrian army. Now, instead of going to face whatever the decision of the Syrian army will be, they went and discovered that there was nobody there. Not only so, but they saw the plunder leftovers. These people did not really... they did not hesitate. They jumped in, went from one tent to the other, just eating and, and, and feasting and eating. And not only so, but they took some and, and kept for themselves and went from one tent to the other. But if we go to verse 3, you'll see that these are people that they were just sitting at the gate. These are people that their lives all was just dependent on. Who knows what would have happened? They were just waiting for death. The next thing I want us to see here is the Lord used them not only for themselves, but the Lord used them, even though they were the rejected, but the Lord used them for his people. And verse 10, verse 9 says that then, they came, they said one another, We do not, we do not well. This day is the day of good tidings. And we hold our peace. If we tarry till the morning light, some mischief will come upon us. Now therefore come that we may go and tell the king's household so even though listen look listen look at these people even though the world they were rejected even though they did not care the king did not care about them but they still thought to themselves that what we are doing it was wrong if we keep this only to ourselves that would be wrong so let us do what let's not wait until daybreak so Because we don't know what can happen. So let us carry this good news and go and tell it to the king. Do you see that? So the Lord actually now uses these rejected people to be a blessing to the nation that rejected them. So God can use your situation to be a blessing not only to your family, but also to our community and to the nation at large and to the body of Christ. They said, let us not keep this to ourselves. It will not be good. It will not be a good thing if we keep this to ourselves. So why not? Let's, 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 let's carry this news now and, and go to them and, and, and tell this message to, to the king so that the, the whole the king, the Samaria, they, they will know this and, and that, you know, uh, 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 the Lord has done it. So they came and called onto the, the porter of the city. They, they, they went and the gatekeeper. They called the gatekeeper and, um, and told them, saying, we came to the camp of the Syrians and behold, there was no man there, neither voice of man but horses and the asses tied and the tents as they were. So they went now, after they have made the decision now, they went down and went to the gatekeeper and said, hey, something has happened. We went down to the camp of the Syrians and we went there. We didn't see anybody. All we saw was the things that they have left. Horses were tied, and camels and all their belongings were still there. The poor have, have run away. You know if me and you were in the situation, we said, that's a joke, right? Because we know who the, the, the Syrian army was. The Syrian army was the people that you don't joke with them. I mean, they, 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 they were very strong army. But the Lord used in his own way, caused them now to run, to flee. So by saying that the Lord fought for the Samaritans, the Lord fought for thee for his people. And verse 10, 11 says that, and he called the porters and they told it to the king's house within. There are some lessons that I want us to learn in this from this passage. First of all, brothers and sisters, I want to again encourage us. The world will continue to call us names, the world will continue to reject us. The world will continue to do whatever they want. They will not consider us Christians to be anything, but I want you to know that because the world says so, that does not qualify who you say, who you are. What you are is what God says about you. We are all God's children, made in His image. So God loves us so much. If you have feel that you have been rejected, you feel that your family don't care about you, you feel that you are the only one. No, you are not the only one, because God is with you. If you have something you've been praying for and trusting God, don't feel that it's not hope is not hope is not lost yet. Until the Lord says so. As long as we are still breathing, keep on trusting the Lord. Even the doctor can declare, say, hey, you have a few days. Well, thank God for doctors. He's a doctor and and God has given the ability to be trained and become what he is. But God has a final say. Let Let the pains be there. But still keep on trusting God. If it is God's will for your life that you will live, God will do what he plans to do for your life. Never, ever give up. The four lepers never give up. They came, they were. They feel that all oh, we'll will come, but the time came when the two they, they said, why do we stay here and die? Why wait here and die? So crying out that way means that there is an option, there is something. So believers, it got to come to a point where we're supposed to do something. Don't pray and only sit there. We got to do something. We got to move. So our lesson, the, some lessons, three lessons to learn from this is this. The first one is, as Christians, There are times we must take a leap of faith. There are times in your life that you must do something. Now, all I want to say is that whatever you want to do, pray and ask God for it. Let us not do things blindly and do things in our own way, but let's depend on the Lord and push forward as he will prop us from behind. Let me tell you something. I want to say something. I like to say it because it is God's hand. People see me and my wife. You don't know what we've gone through. It was not easy for us to get married. And this is exactly what I'm saying. Our marriage was tough, very, very tough. It was very tough. We don't know why, but it was tough. We prayed and fasted and cried and did everything, and came to a point where it was like, you know what? Probably we might call this thing off. But there was no reason why we have to do that. We put our trust in the Lord. And it came to our. It came to that point where like it came to to the minds of the Syrian, uh, this four lepers, why do we sit here and die? You know, me and my wife, I I say this for the glory of God and I pray God cover our marriage with the blood of Jesus. And we, we took of ourselves and said, no, this is God's will. We see that this is God's will for us. We went and we did the marriage. And you know what? Everything now is history. And sometimes when we sit and look behind we say, had it been with rapture, rupture, they would not have seen what God would do in our lives. If we have decided to call it off like we were pressured to, we, have, we would not have seen God's work in our lives. Like what we are today and what we are doing for the Lord today, we would not have seen that if we had called it off close to 20-something years ago. There is a time in your life, brothers and sisters, that you must take a leap of faith. If you don't take, there are certain things that if you don't take the action, you will not see God's hand. Because faith without work is what is dead. The times that you must take a step, and go push you to the next one, and the second one is this: faith sometimes requires action, of courage. We see these people; they were so courageous. They knew that they don't have any option than death, and they say, "Well, you know what? Instead of dying here, it's better to maybe we we precipitate our death by giving ourselves to the hands of the Syrian army. Who knows? They may spare us." That was the only thing that they were left with. Now they left and went there, and lo and behold, the Syrian armies were vanished. They were not there. So faith, sometimes as Christians, it requires action. It requires courage. And lastly, the third one, I will say this from 1 Corinthians 1, chapter 27, and this is what it says. But God had chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God had chosen, and God had Chosen the weak things of the world to to confront the things which are are mighty. God's ways are not our ways. God's plans are not our plans. Look at this: the leper, these four people. Who could have even thought that these people, God would use them to go and take the risk? Because it was a huge risk. What if they had gone and met the Syrian armies there? all oh, would have been finished. They would have been killed. So God used them. They took this risk and this boldness now and then they went. Now when they discovered what they discovered, then in their own kindness and humility, they turned around and said, okay, let's go back now and announce the news to the king. So they turned back and went. So listen, God's ways is not our own ways. God's plans is not our own plan. There are certain things that the world might tell you that don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. Oh, you're not good. Oh, it's not going to work. He's Listen, you know yourself and you know the God that you serve except you're not saving the living God but if you are saving the living God, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob, my dear brother and sister, there is a time that you have to act trusting God and that is faith. And I challenge you by asking this question: Why do you sit on the same spot? The problems that you have, and you are doing nothing. Why will you sit there and rot on that problem? This is a time of action now. Listen. I wish that believers we understood the power and authority that we have that God has given us in His Word. I wish we understood when God says that I will never forsake you. I will never. Despite when God said that, "I love you." I wonder if we believers, we understand what it means by God making a deposit, His spirit that dwells in us, His spirit residing inside us. I wonder if we know this. I just want to give this opportunity to us seated here that have you known this God we are preaching about? Have you have? An encounter with this, this, this God we are preaching about. Have you given your life to this God? Have you known Him? Have you surrendered your life to Jesus Christ as your personal savior from sin and, and to let him and to experience the work of faith with him or through him? I want us to stand on our feet please, everybody. And I want my sister to give this song all to Jesus, I surrender. As we'll be singing, all to Jesus, I surrender. I just want to give this time of invitation. Please, if you have not made peace with the Lord, never given your life to the Lord, never surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, please, this is the time, just walk forward and can we show you how what it means to give your life to the Lord. Is there any? Use raise hand. Anybody who wants to surrender to the Lord. Maybe your problems. You've been. Maybe you've been doing this by yourself. You've been carrying this problem by yourself. You've been depending on I others so much. Surrender. Do you want to depend, to the don't have nice to totally depend on the Lord? I just want to Anybody who wants to totally surrender, depend on the Lord in this please. your Anybody? To also, me. we want to give the opportunity. if anybody want to join the church? Is there anybody? join this wonderful congregation here in Broadway. I surrender, I, I am surrender, surrender.